Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Good morning, sweet world. The No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, January 18th. Hashtag full squad to start the week. I'm J.E. Skeets rolling this morning with Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Tassie. We got the Bass Master, Ribbon Them Lips, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The International Man of Mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Big day today for two reasons. First up, it is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day here in the U.S., a day of service, uh, celebrating the civil rights leader's life and legacy. Do some good today. Do some good every day, but especially today. And in our weird little NBA world, that means we're getting some afternoon hoops today. Uh, NBA games on all day on MLK Day. Secondly, guys, today, January 18th, Marks our 15th anniversary. Wow. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on my mind. Ooh, I went a little high there for a Monday morning, didn't I? Right. 15 years ago today, JD, Tass, and myself, we started an NBA podca- podcast called The Basketball Jones. Years later, we added Trey and Lily. It was called The Starters. And now it's called No Dunks. So happy anniversary to all of you guys. Thanks to everybody for listening, watching, and supporting the show over all these years. There are some day ones out there, some diehards that have been there since the very, very beginning back in JD's, uh, I guess, what was that? Your sort of living room slash dining room slash, I don't know what else, front room? It was the first floor of a duplex. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really one of the only rooms really in the house, wasn't yeah, it? But that's yeah, where we yeah. started that podcast. The three of us and two boxers just sniffing around and tip, tip-tapping around. Yeah, not Riddick Bow, dog boxers. No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, clickety-clacking. Now in your family room now, it's come full circle. Although the house is a glow-up. I mean, it's not a duplex. There's a... <laughs> Uh, it's a, a, it's a full room. house, uh, and that's <laughs> basically the only thing that's changed. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, 15 years of hard work, and you added a floor or two to your that's house. Right. So, hey, it's fantastic. So, happy anniversary to, to everybody, and thank you again for supporting the show. Okay, shout out to the stream teamers joining us live right now on YouTube. Make sure you like and comment and subscribe. We are marching our way towards 30,000 subs. So, let's see if we can get there by the end of the week. 
I think that'd be a really nice anniversary gift if you're asking me. Uh, from the fans to us, let's get to thirty thousand YouTube subscribers. Uh, email us your questions and comments for this week's Beach Stepping Podcast. No dunks at theathletic.com. That's what fifteen years is. Thirty thousand subs. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. Diamond. Fifteen is thirty thousand subs. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you can always drop a question too for that Beach Stepping Podcast in the YouTube YouTube comments, or you can drop them on Twitter at No Dunks Inc. We got immaculate No Dunks items always available for sale at NoDunks.com and. Finally, do yourself a solid. Grab an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunk so they know we sent you where you can sign up for $3.99 a month. Oh. com slash no dunks. All right. Monday, baby. Uh, we got to get this done before these games start. So we'll do a little NBA weekend winners and losers. We'll start with the winners. Task my man. Take it away. Where do you want to go? Oh, the winner is us. Uh, we started this talking about us being on for 15 years. We also got two wedgies in the NBA this weekend. Mm. Coming fast and furious. Numbers eight and nine on the season. And we got so much recognition from the NBA oh. media world for being the OG inventors. The Jazz tweeting us the rare three-point wedgie from Mia Oni. Mia Oni. Yeah, bearing it there. So thank you, Jazz, for the tweet. And then Blazers broadcaster Lamar Hurd gave us a shout-out for the second time in a week. And Lamar Hurd even knows the No Dunks lineage. Listen. Hunter trying to go against Gary. No good. And ball gets stuck. Another wedgie. Oh. Got to give credit where it's due. Formerly the starters. Now no dunks crew. Whoa, Lamar Hurt. And his shout out paid immediate <laughs> dividends. Somebody on YouTube right after jumps on Darius Jones here. With a comment, just found out from the Blazers commentator, you guys are still around. Here we are, still kicking 15 years later. So thanks so much for joining us. And the wedgie total, it's rising quick. The numbers, mm-hmm. it's shocking. Nick Jell actually did the math for us here. Now, I think his math is, yeah, it's great. Uh, way better than anything we did in six years of television when we tracked it. You know, we tried to put up graphs as well. Oh, nothing, nothing as good as this. Now, I think his pace is actually... A little bit low. I think it, we're, we're coming in at 55. Maybe Nick mm. oh. uh, not prognosticating that there are fewer games in the NBA this season. But anyway, it's above 50 in a shortened season. Wow. So wow. great start for us. Now, does that count the uh, postponed games too? Either uh, Nick's there or yours? Your math's uh, Yeah, fast? my math's yeah. about 55. Okay. Uh, for a short season? Come on. We've only hit 50 once in the history of us tracking it in the wedgie arrows which started in 1415 this this would be phenomenal it's a weird year so who knows it could happen so yeah shout out to lamar Hurd dropping bars there too uh (laughs) accidental bars on the broadcast giving us the shout out i don't feel like they were accidental i think Mm. he knew coming in he said the next time a wedgie is stuck i got a line for it i don't know it's what the third wedgie maybe the fourth wedgie already for uh in blazers games yeah because i think they had uh they had them in back-to-back games against the warriors and then two this week i don't know we might get the 50 wedgies just with the blazers which would be great because that's 50 shout outs right there that's true yeah the hawks and the blazers i feel like coming through the most uh in terms of wedgies and games they've played and you're absolutely right okay that's a great winner to start this week us and the wedgie gods coming through with nine already uh what else you got though tess well, I think James Harden's debut was more than the Nets could ask for. He didn't even practice with the team. He walked into the game at 32 points, 12 rebounds, and 14 assists on Saturday. Uh, Joe Harris said James Harden was coming down the floor, calling out plays that they had been running. And obviously, uh, things went really well from Kevin Durant's perspective. He said, man, it was incredible after the game. Durant's just a baller. He wants to play with guys who can play. And... For all those who criticized James Harden's shape the last couple of months, like, hey, he's big. Uh, he's a great basketball player. And so uh, offensively, man, they were just driving. Uh, both those guys. Durant has been on fire recently, and you add James Harden. They're going to be tough to stop offensively when Joe Harris, who hit four threes, is on the other side of the floor. Now the question, is Kevin Durant... Um, and James Harden going to be joined by Kyrie Irving tonight, mm. uh, which is the battle of the two best teams in the Eastern Conference, in my opinion. The Bucks are coming to town in Brooklyn. Kyrie's questionable, but if he wants to play, he's, there's there's just no more no more talking about sitting out. Uh, if you want to be part of this team, you just got to come join. And so I, I expect Kyrie to be playing. He and uh, Kevin Durant said they wanted James Harden. 
Uh, and yes, the, uh, the question is, uh, watching this game, is their defense good enough? Because they went down to the wire with a Magic team that isn't that good. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. So, yeah, a- as much as we look at the numbers and, and Harden and Durant smoking it on the defensive end, Durant had to play the five for so many minutes, and that's the big, part, big worrisome part for me. When are they going to get some help at the five spot? Uh, they they need some because DeAndre Jordan and Reggie Perry and Jeff Green playing small ball five isn't going to cut it. Kevin Durant can't be a five for thirty minutes a game. That's just it's too much on him. Even he even though he is a very good and very much improved defender, it was a great start for this Nets team, especially with all the the bad karma around James Harden. He just he just shoved that aside and played ball, and his teammates loved him and he bought in. And yes, I'm probably overestimating or or underestimating the issues that could happen with Kyrie Irving on the floor and whether or not he wants to be there and just saying, well, this offense is good no matter what. Uh, But I don't know. So far, so good anyways. I mean, they just look like they can ball together. So a fantastic debut for the Nets and looking forward to tonight against the Bucs. Trey, what did you think of uh, Harden's BK debut there? It looked like he was... uh... You know, that, that new guy around there really trying to, like, it's the new guy that shows up at the pickup run, you know, by way of another friend and, uh, you know, wants to fit in. You know, doesn't want to take totally. too many shots, just wants everybody to eat. I thought he was, uh, you know, look, he's already one of the greatest passers in the league. He has been for, like, the last five, six, seven years, whatever. But he was for sure, like, it looked like trying to, like, really do a good job of, like, fitting in by setting up guys. And he was doing an awesome job of that. Uh, no doubt about it, Skeets. No surprise to anybody that James Harden was on the Image Rehab Tour starting on yep. Saturday, and it worked immediately. Like Tass is saying, he came out for warm-ups wearing all black, shooting around, and everybody thought he had lost 50 pounds instantly. <laughs> then the game started. He was back to the light blues, just like the last time we saw him in Houston. And, you know, there's a reason black is a flattering color. <laughs> light blue, maybe not so much, but Harden was on his best behavior. He's cheering from the sidelines. He's trying to get Kevin Durant all fired up. Like Tess said, he's calling out plays as things are going after the game. He said, I hope you can tell by my smile and my way of play that I'm enjoying it here. Yeah, man, we can tell. You're excited to be out of Houston. And honestly, it was not a surprise to anybody that James Harden would come and look like an MVP caliber player. Basically, instantly, 32 points, 14 assists. Some of them were gorgeous assists. He was high-fiving Reggie Perry. Who? He was hooking him up in the lane for some uh, some dunks, some easy buckets, but he's able to get production out of basically anybody. If you're re- willing to roll to the basket, James Harden will hit you for a dunk. No surprise, James Harden is back to being James Harden. It took a trade, and that's about it. A trade in 24 hours. Suddenly, he's smiley, happy, in shape, and balling. Good trade for the Nets. Yeah, it's so far so good. What, anything to add there, Lili? Well, just uh, that he was playing defense as well. He was locked in there. I he thought. had active hands. I thought. Yeah, yeah he, for sure. he's always he's always been a, a, an underrated post defender because he's got that big boost down low. Mm-hmm. But uh, he got his hands in there, and yeah, that, that the first quarter he was definitely like, "I'm not going to be that guy pickup who just turns up, who's really good, and just start firing away. I'll just let the other guys know that I'm a team player first, and then yeah. I'll just start balling when I need to." But um, overlooked in this was the fact that Kevin Durant had another 42-point game that felt like he had 10 points in this yep. game. He's just unbelievable. 16 for 26 from the field. But they needed all of that to beat the Magic, who started off the season well, uh, but have really sort of hit the skids a bit lately. But, the, yeah, the one concern here for the Nets is uh, the net, the uh, Magic scored easily. Just They just got open shot after open shot and knocked them down and made this game a little bit closer than it needed to be. But... Uh, we'll see how Harden now, how he acclimatizes in the next three or four games, five games, whether or not he will be as unselfish as he was at the start, or will he try to force it a little bit more? Because sometimes that happens, you know, you have that one first good game, it's like that second round of golf, you know, you're like, eh, it's not quite the same, you know, you mm-hmm. go out there, you're not feeling quite as good, but, uh, you know, certainly for the Nets, it was worth the investment of getting James Harden, because what we saw from him in that game was what we hadn't seen at all, really, from him in Houston, where... He was focused and he stayed in the game mentally. Like he mm-hmm. was just like, I'm going to, I'm not going to just start uh, uh, lollygagging out here. He stayed in. He wanted to show that he can easily sort of flip that switch and be a, a, an MVP caliber player. And he certainly was in the first game. Things might change a little bit when Kyrie does get back in the lineup, just in terms of, you know, him having a huge usage rated, rated rating and having the ball in his hands. But I feel like Harden could very easily playing alongside Katie at this point in their careers get 14, 15, 16 assists tonight so easy because you're right, Trey. Some of them were beauties, like classic, just hardened dimes, you know, finding a guy rolling to the rim. 
Some are just give it to Kevin Durant and watch him shoot over a guy. And like, oh, and you yeah. know, I mean that in a good way. Like, just give him the ball and he like racked up three, four, five assists. Just as simple as that. So I think the numbers, the assist numbers Harden could potentially put up here, again, changes a little bit with Kyrie maybe, could be astronomical, I think. Like, the guy's already an incredible passer, and now you're just giving him four or five a night just by handing the ball to Kevin Durant and just shoots over anybody. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. He led the league in assists a few seasons back with Houston. It's not crazy to think that James Harden could lead the league in assists again, playing alongside Uh these two guys. You remember the play that the Thunder used to always run when it was Harden, Westbrook, and Durant. They would have Westbrook go set a screen, for Durant down on the thing, he would pop up to the to the free throw line for an easy jumper. How are you guarding that when you're now putting Kyrie Irving into the mix? Another guy who's a 40% three-point shooter. Incredible stuff. Also thought it was hilarious that Harden was taking mid-range jumpers in this game. It was like a complete image makeover. Yeah. Like from the bottom to the top, he's like, hey, I'm going to play defense. I'm shooting mid-rangers. I'm clapping for my teammates. All the stuff you said that was bad about me, I've completely changed. Hopefully no one notices. <laughs> i tell you what, though. Joe Harris has got to be excited about oh this, too. Yeah. Because uh, when you're a beautiful shooter like him, the amount of open looks he's going to get uh, playing on this team is incredible because you see it. Like Teams are going to be like, okay, we have to defend Harden and, and we have to defend Kevin Durant. You only have to make that extra pass once or twice, and Joe Harris is wide open. And he moves around, too. He's in the corner one minute, then he's at the top, then he's on the wing. And it's like, it's going to be incredible to see him. He's the sort of guy who could easily hit, like, the 10, 12, three-pointers in a game Mm. simply because the ball just keeps moving around, especially if you throw Kyrie Irving out there as well. So, uh yeah, Joe Harris, he's just going to be licking his lips right now. And this is this I'm in time this is the best time of his career right now. Tass, to circle back to something you said off the top here starting this discussion, this idea of like, you know, the Nets might want to go get somebody, at least for the regular season, at the center position to help out DeAndre Jordan so KD doesn't have to play 30 minutes a game at the five. Who is it? I mean, does anyone come to mind? I know there are some available free agents that they could look into, but do you have somebody that you're like, yeah, I could see him working there as, a, you know, a decent backup center that can at least eat some minutes. Well, the Cavs have a lot of centers, as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So maybe Jared Allen can come back and join them. I mean, that would be perfect. Uh, no, the, yeah, it would It would have to be somebody a, a little bit more deeper on, on the Cavs depth chart. I, you know, it would probably be JaVale McGee. Uh, yeah, I know he's not the uh, he's not the, the cure-all, that's for sure. No. Uh, but I think you just need you need a stopgap. You can't be here in the mid, mid-season and expect to go get an all-star. But with DeAndre Jordan starting, he is going to eat some minutes, and he's going to be decent, and he's liked by Kevin Durant. That means he's going to play. And Reggie Perry, he's a rookie out of Mississippi State. He is also liked by Kevin Durant. So I think he is going to play, uh, even though he's a second-round pick, and, and he's, he's a young fellow, only had two years of school, and he's 6'8", really. Uh, but in this modern NBA, uh, you know, maybe he can get by. They need somebody with rim defense. So any one of those big bodies, I think, uh, in Cleveland – would help um but you know i i i really doubt that it's going to be a a star player this is going to be a small team Uh, i think you could get some minutes with james harden and kyrie irving plus bruce brown who is their little bulldog point guard he's six four uh, and then durant at the five with joe harris there like they're gonna be tiny but i don't i don't see them getting a a star like i just hope that they don't go reaching overseas and say hey Kenyon Martin, you available? Oh, you know, those type of guys? Like, yeah. I mean, it'll be fun for the headlines, but I don't know how much that would help them get some dubs. Joakim Noah? Tyson Chandler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, Pau Gasol? Doesn't he still want to play? Yeah, he wants to play for the Lakers. Though, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Nets do. They, I, I think you're right, though, Tess. I think they wisely should just get somebody to eat 15, 20 minutes a game uh, just at the center position. A couple fouls out there just so you don't run KD into the ground. All right, Lily. Who you got for winner of the weekend? Well, we saw the return of Ja Morant on Saturday night, and my goodness me, what a return it was. Not necessarily in the sense that he lit up the box or only had 17 points and six assists, but he's the sort of player that just makes you want to watch basketball. He's the sort of player that can just turn the Grizzlies from, who actually did quite well in his absence, went four and four yep. uh, while he was out, which is probably better than I think a lot of us thought they might have done. And they had two games against the Lakers that they exactly, lost, and yeah. they were in for, you know, three quarters of the game. Yeah. But he, he came back, and he is just captivating television on, uh, to watch when you're watching him on TV because he's got this sort of Steve Nash-type ability to finish inside. Like, he doesn't pick the ball up once he's dribbling. He just kind of, like, keeps it on that, that hand that he's dribbling with and then rolls it up and mm-hmm. either gets it off the uh, backboard or fires it out to a, a guy who can make a shot. 
And he's just, uh, he's so much fun. And he, he's reckless, you know, like my anxiety gets back up again watching him play. He had that incredible alley-oop in traffic where he's running towards the hoop. He's not really watching where he's going, catches it and throws it down still. And he just throws his body around too. Like he had a, he had a play where he had a turnover on the other end. The uh, Sixers had the ball and he dived after this guy trying to get a block shot. And it's like, oh, please be careful out there, Jamarat. But um, listen, they got the win in a ugly fourth quarter. A pretty ugly game, actually, other than Morant's highlights. Mm-hmm. But uh, against the Philadelphia team, missing Joel Embiid, of course. Uh, but still, this was the sort of team that the Sixers, they should be a better team than they showed on Saturday. They weren't very good. Simmons was okay. And uh, Tobias Harris is okay. But they've sort of lost a little bit of their way in the last few games, I think, Philadelphia. And they need to get back to where they were, although they did have that easy start to get the season underway. But uh, having Ja Morant back out there is just great for the Grizzlies. And it's great for NBA League Pass. Because uh, if he's not on that team, they're tough to watch, the Grizzlies. Yeah. You know, they are very tough to watch. Also give a little shout out to the rookie, Xavier Tillman, who came mm-hmm. off the bench, had a very good game. Defensively was excellent. He wears this number two as well. Now, he reminds me, he reminds me of a young Larry Johnson out there. Oh. Like, he's got the sort of bushy beard. He's a bit older, too. He's a rookie. He's a 22-year-old rookie, though. So, he, uh, he, he, I didn't know much about his college career, but he obviously played a lot there. Uh, and he just, he's a big guy. He's about 6'8", about the same height as uh, Larry Johnson. And he's, a, and he's a big, beefy guy. And he moves around. I'm like... I'm seeing Grandmama out there. What's going wow. on? You would yeah. like to see Tillman in a dress and a bonnet and I, some glasses, would I th- you? I think so. I think it's there for him. But okay. uh, he had an excellent uh, defensive possession that basically preserved the win for the uh, the Grizzlies right at the end there on Tobias Harris. Kind of forced him out. Used that big frame of his to keep Tobias out of the lane. So, uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was a... A weird, fun game to watch because it wasn't great basketball outside of John Morant, but the Grizzlies got a very important win. It looked like the Sixers were just going to overrun them in the end, but they hung on. So, uh, yeah, watch John Morant if you can. He's great. Great tip there. Watch John Morant. I love it. I just want the Grizzlies to be, like, fully healthy. I want to see them with all their guys uh, eventually in the lineup. But you're right. they very respectable 4-4 four and four without him, and uh, he came back earlier than they expected, and... It's a better league when he's playing. I'm with you on that. So that's a that's a great winner. Who you got, Lili- or, excuse me, Trey? Well, Andre Drummond had another elite rebounding game over the weekend. So you know we had to do it to him. Andre Drummond grabbed 23 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. Only a roast beef aficionado could have seen it coming. I'm taking Andre Drummond over 20 rebounds for my pick here. Give me that big beef. No dunks. We love roast beef, which is rebounds. What a game for Drummond. 23 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. But also 33 points, three assists, two steals, two blocks. That's the curly fries, the horsey sauce, the Arby's sauce, and the Jamocha shake. All in a Cavs win. They're six and seven right now. Tied for sixth in the Eastern Conference. They're staying afloat without Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. Drummond, no doubt, is an all-star. He's leading the league in rebounding. He's already won four of the last five rebounding titles. If he wins this one, he's going to be in pretty hollow ground. He'd become just the fifth player in history with five or more rebounding titles. The other four are all legends. Can you guys guess them? Rodman. Uh, Rodman, of course. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Moses Malone. Moses Malone. And who'd you say, Skeets? I said Wilt. That's right. Yeah. Those are maybe the five greatest rebounders of all time. Is Andre Drummond the fifth greatest rebounder of all time? I don't know, but he's got a chance at getting 16 boards a game this season, which hasn't been done since Dennis Rodman back in the day when he was winning seven straight. The Cavs look good. It was very strange when Andre Drummond was traded at the trade deadline last season. It didn't seem like a trade that was really going to impact the league at all because Drummond felt like was just piling up numbers for the Pistons. They were missing a whole bunch of shots and he was grabbing every single rebound. 
it's working on the Cavaliers right now. Like I said, they don't have their backcourt, which seems to be their way forward in the future. But Drummond is out here playing either to get traded or to get a big deal from yeah. the Cavs. And it's looking good. This man is the king of the beef right now. <laughs> <laughs> king of the beef, big beef. Yeah, nice oh, prediction. I was thinking yeah. of that uh, on Friday, right? You uh, called that. He was going to go for mm-hmm. the 20-plus rebound. Uh, watching rebound highlights, and this is coming from a guy who loves a rebound highlight. Holy crap. Some rebounds are hilariously boring. Oh, yeah. Was there oh, one yeah. there where Mitchell Robinson missed a dunk and it just fell in his hand? And that's a rebound. Yeah, somehow Mitchell Robinson almost airballed the dunk, but Drummond was just standing out of the hoop, so he grabbed it. And that's why in these big beefs, I like to include some of them where it's like he's soaring up there. Yeah. To rip it down amongst three guys and then some of them the ball just falls to the side and he's standing next to it. it's like yeah sure i'll take this just, you got to get some tough ones to get up to 20 and you got to get some easy ones too. yeah yeah you do yeah looking good and uh i think he shot what was it 13 and 19 uh at the free throw line in that game which for hamley is very good 13 and 19 good, yeah. is fantastic because he's a, like a 54 percent i think career foul shooter so and he had the game stealing game ceiling steal that's true there very, very nice steal yeah he was doing everything uh that, that he must be killing it in fantasy right now i'm back on fantasy interest <laughs> you're not playing but you're interested nah, no, in tass's team yeah, <laughs> maybe it's because yeah. tass every once Come in a while on is dropping in uh i got this guy on my fantasy team i drafted this guy i'm sure he's great uh Andre Drummond is just so polarizing. He was traded for a second round pick mere months ago, mm-hmm. uh, and, and now he could make an all star team. But what would a team trade for Andre Drummond? Mm-hmm. Well, we just talked mm-hmm. about the Brooklyn Nets would be dying to have somebody fill in the center spot for them. I don't think they would give all, all that much, even mm-hmm. though they're desperate, desperately in need for a center. The question always with Andre Drummond does he impact the game enough? other than the stats, other than the ball falling into his hands. Like, he went from top five center last year, 12 months ago. That's what the conversation was. No joke. Probably top one center in fantasy. Gets traded for a second-round pick. And then, I don't know. It's it's, a, it's really a roller coaster. Then he gets his nose pierced. He looks good. Look, yeah, he looks great. good. He looks what type good of payday is he going to get, though, is a great question for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, final piece of trivia with this, Lily. I'll throw mm. this one at you. It was the Cavs' first 30-20 game since who? It's not uh, Larry Nance. I'm going to say Larry no, Nance. No, no, no. You got to go further back. We had him on the show. One of your favorites. Come on, mate. And uh, one. Come on, man. Uh, oh, Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer. Wow. 2004. Wow. Big Beef Boozer. That's right. That's right. All right. Nice to have Big Beef Volume 2 already <laughs> dropping in our I'm lives. I'm starting to get an idea of what Big Beef is now. Slowly. Slowly. <laughs> I got a couple mini winners of the weekend. I'll throw at you guys. I hate to do this one to you, Trey. Uh, my first one, though, is OKC. Canadian Thunder, baby. Um, they only played one game this weekend, OKC. It was Friday night. Barn burner versus the Bulls. Crazy comeback. They were down 22 points in the second half. They were down like 10 was it Trey? It was like two minutes to go. Uh, I think there was less than two minutes. Yeah, less than two minutes to go, which is insane to come back from that much that late. Um, but again, Canadian Thunder, SGA, going to be an all-star if they just have the wins. Keep winning, OKC. Career high, 33 points, 10 assists in that game. And Dort! Stream team will be happy with that one. 21-8-6. and six. And he scored like 13 points in like the blink of an eye yep. to, uh, to uh, cut the lead, to cut that deficit. So crazy comeback, crazy win. Um, and I think I even ruined it sounded like your Friday night. Is that right, Trey? Uh, by sort of letting you know maybe you were doing something else on a Friday night. That oh, no. Oh, oh, no, I wasn't doing anything else. I was trying oh. to watch Captain America Winter Soldier. We're in the midst of our Marvel rewatch. I was, you know, just checking in on the Bulls, seeing how they're doing. Okay. Feeling great. Up 22 yeah. in the first half. Nothing bad could possibly happen. Something bad happened. Mm. Uh, I had to tune in there for the third quarter and the fourth quarter. And oh, you should have stopped. You should have not started watching. I, guess, I shouldn't have started, yeah. but um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to practice pure pure positivity in 2021 mm. because Shay felt like an all star on Friday night. I can't <laughs> deny it, Skeets. He was just taking it to Zach Levine, and Zach Levine was getting pissed that he was not getting the ball back on the other side. Yeah. You can see him like mouthing off to Billy Donovan like oh yeah you want me to run to the corner and stand there again he was heated and I felt like that clip um from back when the Grizzlies played the Raptors and I think Rudy Gay 
hits a game-winning jumper or something like that. Yeah. I felt like the fan in the sideline. I'm like, not this guy! <laughs> not Shea! Are you kidding me? Literally, if anybody, it could have been <sighs> Shea and Dort destroying the Bulls. Now, luckily for me, Shea had a brutal overtime. But that's that's true. when Mike Muscala heated up. Mike Muscala was dropping in threes from 30 feet out. I think he hit two of them in overtime. It was an impressive win for the Thunder. The Bulls... Just lost four games by, I think, a combined total of 11 points. They finally got a win yesterday against yep. the Mavs. Otherwise, I think they would probably be in the losers a little bit later. But that was impressive stuff from Shea Friday. I couldn't deny it. Crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. Uh, my other mini weekend winner, the Utah Jazz. Yes, let's show them some love. They finally did it on a, on a Sunday there. Because don't look now. The Jazz have won five in a row. Uh, they picked up two wins over the weekend against the Hawks and the Nuggets in a bit of an ugly game there yesterday, but they got it done. And Jordan Clarkson, Tass, this guy, I mean, I know you threw him in there when we were talking very quickly in one of the podcasts last week, sort of about six-man candidates, and he is right there. He might be at the top of the leaderboard because he scored 23 in Sunday's win, only on 13 shots, and a lot of the big, big buckets, like little momentum-shifting buckets. Um, he's averaging 17-5-2, and two, and he's flirting with the 50-40-90 right now off the bench. I think he might be at the top of the leaderboard, especially when you consider, you know, the Jazz are third in the in the Western Conference. They're behind only the LA teams. And, uh, you know, again, it wasn't the prettiest win, but he contributed off the bench. You need those buckets. And uh, I like what he's doing. It was a, that's a, the Jazz, again, sort of under the radar. Haven't played the greatest teams in the world. That's a quality win against Denver. But there they are at 9-4, and four, I think, in third place and getting the victories. Jordan Clarkson, nice little story because... Mm-hmm. You know, he went through his career, uh, you know, started off as oh, this this young star potential. And then he went to Cleveland and he was sort of middling there because it was a bad team. It, it just it just didn't look like he was finding his position in the NBA. And then, whoa, uh, midseason trade just last year. He hasn't been with the Jazz for mm-hmm. that long. And then this season, I think he is leading the league in, in bench points. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure he's the number one guy. And yeah, I think right now he is... Number one storyline man off the bench, although, you know, Shake Milton's around, he's hanging around, mm-hmm. and Terrence Ross is always around. Boucher but, uh, for the rap, so like you said, he probably will be starting soon. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, if you come up and you're the leading scorer on a team, like he was last night, I mean, Donald Mitchell's going to be the leading scorer, but for, you know, from game to game sometimes, yeah, he was the reason mm-hmm. why they won this game, and he's just found it. He's uh, modern day Lou. I guess Lou is still modern day, but I mean, he started his his season, his career like 16 years ago. That's what I was thinking watching Bulls Mavs yesterday. That he is young, and that and that grown out hair is still playing. I mean, he started. Is he an 05 er He's been around oh, a while. He might have been. Or 07? Yeah, I think oh, he was 07 or 08. I think. No, no, he's not that long because he came out of high school. 06 was the last high. Yeah, school. he was. Uh, let's see, he was in the 07 draft, number 12. Damn it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Lou Williams has been around a long time. It's time uh-huh. for the Jordan Clarkson show. Uh, final winner of the weekend to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because he revealed that he received the COVID-19 vaccine. He's encouraging others to do the same. Um, he's taped a short PSA message that's going to be aired during the broadcast today on MLK Day. So this is big. Part of a campaign, of course, by the NBA to convince both fans and I would say some of the league's players uh, to get the vaccine and to keep others, uh, each other safe. So that is big. I, I saw Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo Sports note, having Kareem as a willing participant could go a long way in erasing some of the widely held beliefs in the black community, especially given the dispro- disproportionate rate black Americans are affected by this virus. So shout out to Cap, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, continuing to do good things. Uh, 73 years old, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Doesn't look at Lee. Looks fantastic, I would say, mm-hmm. still. And this guy's gone through a lot, too, uh, you know, post-career in terms of his health. So he's, he's still doing fantastic work. And much love to Blake Griffin, who I think is the first active player to publicly get behind the vaccine as well, doing good things in Michigan. Okay, let's get to some NBA weekend losers, Lee Where are you going, man? Well, lo- losers is a harsh term. Because <laughs> yes, it, it sounds, is. Yes, it, it, is. It, it, it sounds like you're saying somebody <laughs> or some team is a loser. I'm going to say the uh, Boston Celtics had a bad weekend uh, and Kemba Walker. Well, I would bad... call them losers. <laughs> and Kemba Walker had a bad return simply because they got smoked at home by the New York Knicks by 30 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kemba Walker made his return. Now, uh, again, he didn't have a great game individually, but he got through the game, although he did leave in the third quarter with an injury, although he was fine to return if he could have, but he was at his minutes restriction, so he wasn't going to come back, and they were getting drilled anyway. But Kemba Walker said afterwards all the right things. Felt good. Great to be back out there. 
Now it's just a matter of getting some, uh, getting his wind back. And he's hoping to have that minutes restriction lifted. But these things usually take, you know, probably three or four games at least uh, before he can get out there. But uh, one of the probably, I mean, I know this season's a bit crazy. We've seen some, uh, you know, strange scores, a strange result. But seeing the Boston Celtics get absolutely hammered. No Jason Tatum, who's out with uh, coronavirus right now, by 30 to a team that the Knicks, who have been awful uh, recently, was a real big surprise, really. I, I know the Celtics hadn't played, so they were a bit rusty. But uh, I don't think we really expected them to get hammered quite uh, by that much. Good signs for the Knicks. Obi Toppin, their rookie, came back, uh, hit two threes as well. We, we sort of heard all about how he played it close to the rim. Mm-hmm. He was out there knocking down threes last night. That's how confident he was feeling. He took four of them, hit two of them. So that was great. Julius Randle had another very good game here for the Knicks. But for the Celtics, they just couldn't get it going at all here. Mm-hmm. At 35 points in the first half alone. Um, and I think it was only 50 after three quarters they had. Yeah, so... Really shocking performance here from the Celtics. But once they get back, once they get Jason Tatum back, I uh, I think they'll be fine. But uh, this is the one they want to flush down the toilet, you know, where you get <clears> drilled <throat> at home. And that's what the coaches say. They don't, they don't really want to evaluate this game. They're just like, let's just flush this one down the toilet and move on. <laughs> let's all go take a collective dump and flush yeah. this one down the toilet. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of flushing things down the toilet, some <laughs> impressive floaters from Emmanuel quickly oh, last yeah. night. It well, was those crazy. don't go down the toilet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, but I love Knicks fans. Knicks fans can't just like something. If Knicks fans like something, it's the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. I saw that Emmanuel quickly, he's what, six or seven games into his NBA career. He already has the best floater in the entire <laughs> NBA. Oh, wow. I mean, it's nice. It's nice. He can get it off. It looks like a pretty soft touch, but you would think he invented the floater. Shades of when Alonzo Trier was the greatest one-on-one <laughs> player in the NBA. Mm. You can just have good players, you know? You can just yeah. have players that you enjoy, but I like to take yeah. it to the next level as well. Uh, Emmanuel got that title pretty Quickly. Quickly. Oh. Uh, good for them. Good for them. They win. Yeah. Obi Toppin was awesome. Hitting corner threes. He was directing traffic at times. But yeah, maybe the Celtics are used to their afternoon dumps because this was a, a 1 p.m. start for them. They just came out. They were just bad. They didn't look like a basketball team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this is one you can just burn. It's done. Good sign. Kemba Walker is back. The crazy quote for me after the game was, it felt weird not to be in pain. And so that's that's just great for him. That yeah, it's, it's taken him a long time. That's a long road to get back. Uh, it feels like you know he's been waiting for a while. He played last year in the playoffs and then didn't even have surgery, but had to rehab his knee. So good for him, good for them. But yeah, they, uh, they'll be fine. They're eight and four. It's kind of a surprising thing with the Celtics that they're, they're sitting at eight and four. They've won a lot of basketball games despite a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. Yeah, and you could tell with Kemba watching that game because I watched some of it, but oh god, it was ugly. Um, he looked like a guy that just hadn't played in a long time because hmm. he looked pretty rusty. You know, Kemba's really usually quite good with the ball, and he had some weird turnovers for him. But yeah, no one's worried. The pan, the Beantown boys, I don't think are panicking over uh, you know, a shellacking there by the Knicks. Where were the Where were those Knicks on Friday night, Lee? Uh-huh. In our pick'em, I know we'll get to that later. But geez, come on, <laughs> that would have been nice. Uh, all right, Trey, what do you got for loser of the weekend? Or sorry, if that's too harsh, uh, ooh, rough weekend for these guys or this guy. What do you think? Another team that would flush some games down the toilet. A tough weekend for the Hawks. It started all good. The Pope blessed the Hawks MLK jersey on Friday, but it was all downhill from there. They put out a picture of Kevin Herter wearing the MLK jerseys. He responds. Man, this lighting did me no favors. If you're wondering why, our buddy Big Waz, Wozni Lambre, on his Instagram, he had the Photoshop that changed MLK to M-I-L-K. Calling Kevin Herter milk because my man was looking pasty in those MLK jerseys. Then they went out and got smizzack by the Jazz, lost by 24. They were losing by 30. The Hawks gave up 23s to the Jazz. They only made fives. That wasn't Magic City, it was Cream City. Saturday, a different kind of loss. They built a big lead in the first half, gave it all back, down two, 24 seconds left. Trey Young pulls a 30-footer, one on two, no rebounders back. Somehow, Kevin Herter hustles down, knocks the ball out, and the Hawks get it back. Just a brutal shot from Trey Young. He was seven for 23 on the night, one of nine from three. And like I'm saying, there was nobody back there. A bad shot. Anyways. Hawks get the ball back. Trey Young uh, drives baseline, gets called for a charge on the ensuing possession. It, it was just, uh, it was bad. It was both kind of losses for the Hawks. It wasn't too long ago we asked if you would rather lose by 20 or lose at the buzzer. The Hawks did both this weekend. They've lost six of their last seven. 
And Trey Young is really struggling. In January, mm. he's at 18 points, eight assists a game, 33% from the field, 22% from three. The offense for the Hawks just hasn't been good enough to cover for a defense that's going to be mediocre mm-hmm. at best. They they need to get back on track here. They're getting a little bit more healthier. You know, they finally saw the debut of their rookie over the weekend. Rajon Rondo is back in the mix. But the Hawks right now, we expected them to be an offensive juggernaut, and that is not the case. Trey Young has to do everything for that team. There's nobody else who can really take the ball and go get a bucket with Bogdanovich and Gallinari not being able to stay on the court so it's a you know the Hawks had a lot of buzz coming into this season this weekend was a bad one is it safe to say you would like to flush this caca down the toilet oh you got to you got to (laughs) um also what do you think Trey of people saying Steve Nash is in Trey Young's head Mm. ever since uh, Steve Nash said you know this ain't basketball this stuff you're doing where he's drawing all these fouls you know stopping with the defender on his back that's not basketball since then Trey Young has struggled It's, it's all mental maybe is it Maybe it's all mental. Maybe he doesn't want to coach Steve in his ear. He's like, I only got Coach Lloyd. And speaking of Coach Lloyd, more losses like this keep piling up. People are going to start talking. Yeah, yeah, they got off to that great start, but they've fallen back to earth here. I saw uh, A. Kelly on Twitter to put into perspective how bad Trey Young has been on the floater game. You want to talk about a guy that's got the floater usually in his bag? Check this. Last year, he shot 49% on floaters. You know, that's a great percentage. Took a lot of them, of course. It was in you know near the top of the percentile, or at least in the like top 80% of the percentile. This year on floaters, 17 for 56, 30%. So he's like in the bottom 16 percentile. Crazy. It's just not falling for him. And that's a shot that like he led the league in Lee last year. That's his he goes to that. And uh, for whatever reason, he can't get that floater mm. to drop. That floater is hanging around in the dunny bowl there. It won't go down. <laughs> Well, uh, apparently, you know, Steve Nash was his hero as well. So that's why those those words have hurt him so much. Sure, he's I like, know. oh, my God, I've disappointed my dad out there. Uh, but, yeah, he, I know after that initial report about John Collins and Trey having a bit of a bust up, okay, game or two after that, you can understand a little bit. But now Trey just can't seem to get back to that guy in those first three or four games of the season who was just like, oh, my God, this guy is, is forcing his name into the MVP conversation already. And people are saying, see, the Hawks won the trade with Luka Doncic. Doncic started off slowly. Trey Young started out on fire. Now they're sort of, they've, they've flipped around a little bit and Doncic is back on track and the Bulls have been, uh, the uh, the Mavs have won a few more games anyway, but the Hawks, they, they need a win badly, like a desperate, desperate, just get any victory they can mm-hmm. to get back on track because uh, it's quickly falling apart for them this season after such a, a promising opening. Yes, they got to stop the bleeding. They're five and seven right now. The Hawks are. Um, it's uh, you talked about that shot, um, Trey. That Trey shot on Saturday night. They're down thirty seconds left. Trey Young goes from end to end and shoots one on two from the three point line. It's a bad shot, but now, like in today's NBA, it's like I don't know what a bad shot is anymore. <laughs> it's like uh, he's kind of open. He's supposed to be a good three point shooter. Uh, and he misses that shot. I think he was just trying to shoot the bad shots away, shoot this bad streak away and just say, ah, this is it, man. I'm winning this freaking game. It's over. But it's not just even this little bad stretch. January has been bad, uh, but he's been 35% in the fourth quarter this season. He's at 1-3 in the fourth quarter this whole year. Uh, so while they're winning, uh, the, you know, there's the, the chatter about, yeah, Trey's is phenomenal, but he was just – shooting a little less, getting everybody involved, everybody's a, a, a little bit more happy. Uh, so I think that's where the conversation's going to go. It's going to be, Trey's not a guy who can shoot 25 times a game. He should be shooting 16, 17, getting everybody involved. Because, uh, yeah, the, the shots aren't falling, but, yeah, what's what's up with the locker room? Like, if the locker, if everybody's happy, then they're going to win a game or two or three. But this is just, I don't know, there's something going on there. You know, it's mm-hmm. the John Collins thing. There's, there's there's not a lot of happiness in there right now. Something's got to change. Tass, who do you have for uh, a loser of the NBA weekend? Well, the Philadelphia 76ers. Lee talked about the Memphis Grizzlies beating them in a, in a two-point game. Um, but to me, even though this isn't a terrible loss for the Philadelphia 76ers, I think there's just a lot of things piling up for a team that their locker room wasn't all that great last year. The season started so promising for them. The roster is in flux now. Uh, the Joel Embiid-Ben Simmons experiment was never seamless in the NBA. So now that ben, uh, Joel Embiid goes out for a, a couple games, Ben Simmons could 
just win a freaking game uh, for the Memphis Gri- or against the Memphis Grizzlies. And late in this one, he just wasn't good. He had a bad turnover, and he just wasn't shooting. And that's really the worrisome part for me. He used to drive and score a lot <laughs> when he was in his younger days. Uh, but now uh, it just doesn't happen as much. It's down to only 3.7 attempts on drives. In his rookie year, it was like six, uh, according to Derek Bodner. You just watch him. He wants. He gets in the paint and he's looking to set everybody up. Now, am I a hypocrite? Because I was sort of praising them when they beat the Miami Heat last week, just the game before, uh, with, with Joel Embiid uh, in the lineup. 125 points. Bang. Ben Simmons was setting everybody up. But uh, I think you just combined all these little things with Ben not wanting to shoot when he has the opportunity. Joel Embiid out injured, which you know brings you back to that idea. As, as tantalizing as Joel Embiid is when he's good, he can miss games. He's missed a couple games now. Uh, so is he going to be able to carry you in a playoff series if Benny Boy isn't great? That's the scary part. I think there's, there's just – it's not – all together there. And Ben had an opportunity at the end of this game and, and he couldn't seal it. He wasn't the leader on the floor. Tobias Harris tried to seal it. Uh, that didn't work. And that brings me back to the James Harden trade. If that was on the table, if they could suck out James Harden from Houston and replace uh, Ben Simmons in their starting lineup, things would look a lot better, I think. Now, good some good signs. You know, they're still decent. Uh, John Vita will come back. And Shake Milton has been a freaking baller. He had 28 um, in that loss against the Grizzlies, coming off a 31-point game. But he had to score 11 straight in the fourth quarter for this team. That's the worrisome part. I don't know if Ben and and Shake and and Seth Curry, when he comes back, are they all going to be on the floor together? I just don't think it's jiving all that well. Sometimes I I think the season has been freaking weird. And this this Sixers team kind of embodies it. They start 7-1. The coronavirus penetrates the locker room or the, the the protocol anyway and guys are in and out uh of the lineup and yeah it just thinks things aren't going right uh and, and it could end poorly for a team that's uh doesn't hasn't had a, a history of having a great locker room sixers get a loser of the weekend from tassie i'm gonna go with the kings for mine guys uh they gave up uh some more points again last night in a loss mm-hmm. to the pelicans only 128 it's actually not bad for the sacramento kings who have the worst defense I believe in NBA history right now, uh, the eye test says it is. It's so bad. Uh, despite what you're getting from Fox, despite what you're getting from some of their guys, like Halliburton as a rookie and even Bagley putting up some numbers here over the last couple of games. I just need you guys next season when the Kings start, you know, <laughs> with like three wins out of their first four games and I'm going crazy saying I'm all in on Sacramento. I just need you to like tell me to shut up right there. Like never believe in the Kings because it's always a mirage and uh, this is just another <laughs> pathetic disappointing season again I love De'Aaron Fox huge I gave him a boy last night despite the loss because his numbers were that big but this is crazy how bad they are playing like you want to talk about a guy in a hot seat how can it not be Luke Walton like I, I, I mean I know it's the guys out there gotta put in some effort but what's going on you gotta get these guys to play a little defense Schumann had a tweet over the weekend that three of the five most efficient offensive games for any team this season have come against the Kings in the last week and a half. <laughs> and we're not, you know, we're talking about the Raptors, who had 144 offensive rating on 100 possessions in a win. You had the Blazers. Uh, or was that a Raptors loss, actually? That one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That's the crazy part. Uh, you had the Blazers. No, excuse me. That was the win. That was the one that came back. The Blazers, 132 on 97, and then you had the Clippers, 138 on 96. So again, 128 last night to the Pelicans. Meh, actually not that bad, but it's crazy. Like, it's it's so nuts how little effort they put in defensively. Um, and something has to change. I know there are a couple other names on the hot seat, like Brooks and, and maybe even Lloyd Pierce, if they continue to lose. I think Walton has to be included in this mix. I think he's in such a tough spot right now because the Kings should play fast. De'Aaron Fox is one of the fastest guys in the league. They should be getting up and down the court. Marvin Bagley is one of the fastest big guys in the league. He should be getting up and down the court. But on the transition side, they pick up absolutely nobody. And Fox is a huge part of it too, man. Mm -hmm. This guy is not engaged defensively unless it's a superstar highlight kind of play, it feels like. Because it feels like anytime. Uh, the Kings miss a shot or turn the ball over. Nobody's getting picked up until the ball is already underneath the rim. And that's not a way you're ever going to stop people defensively. So what is Luke Walton supposed to do? Hey, play fast. No, when we play fast, we give up so many points. Let's play slow. No, when we play slow, you can get inside. 
So easy. I saw Steven Adams was driving past Marvin Bagley from three to assist Zion Williamson underneath. If you're getting beat off the dribble by Steven Adams, it has nothing to do with skill or talent or anything like that. You just got to play a little bit harder. The Kings, they don't play hard enough. And, you know, it comes down to their best players are not engaged defensively. So why would anybody else be? Yeah, I would have thought you would have enjoyed this game last night, though, Trey. There was a lot of offense and a lot of good highlights out there. I love, I love watching Kings games. I feel like I've seen every Kings game this year because every game is close because they can score. They can yep. definitely put some points up, but they're giving them back on the other end. And like we've talked about before, I'm here for any Doug Christie call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. at least we got, thanks to yes. the Kings, in some small part, uh, our first true, real Zion Williamson dunk highlight. This was a huge hammer that he threw down on the Kings oh. last night. Oh my goodness! There we go. Now that's a, you know, that's catching a body. That, yeah. And he had some, he had some other beauty highlights in this game as well. There were a lot of highlights. You're right between Zion and, and Fox. What they were both doing, Lily, it was a bit of a show. Um, but that was a, uh, you know, I, I, hey, look, shout out to everybody sliding in the DMs, telling me is that good enough for you? Absolutely. I'm gonna admit when that's a dunk, that's his best dunk. In the NBA, I think on a guy at least, some people. He's got some crazy oops, as I pointed out last time. I was trying to make the point that the NBA gets excited when he lays it in and they have it like number four on their top ten list. It's not really Zion's fault. It was the NBA mm-hmm. for trying to really, really push him down our throats. That's a highlight. And that wasn't even the number one highlight from the top five <laughs> plays of the night last night because Luca had some crazy Luca magic there with the behind-the-back dribble. But that was massive Mike. did you see zion's layup though yeah. did you see his highlight layup the, well the one under, know, which was... one i will say that yeah, one underneath had... the one yeah, underneath when he gets yeah. hit and he kind of like spins in midair looks like he just hit the brakes that was impressive yeah. the one where he was driving on rashawn holmes oh. and just chucked him back holmes goes flying for a simple layup oh skeets that was some good stuff i think my favorite one oh it was probably the dunk but uh the one you didn't include there trey he like went he sh- everything he shot last night was like one foot from the rim like his shot chart is hilarious he like had in he was sort of in the paint or maybe just outside of it and he like went behind the back on a guy and then just still power dunked it and it was like whoa holy crap he is like i mean he's starting to obviously get a little bit more comfortable the pelicans unfortunately that was a, that was a you know a needed win that stops oh, yeah. for them um but man that dunk that left hand dunk that was that was massive. <laughs> it's, that, it's, first step, it's that first step he's got uh oh. which I saw it last night that that's what you want to unleash a little bit more you know, like yeah. just just blow past your defenders like that because once he gets into that launching spot, the sort of Blake Griffin area, that's when he can just detonate. And uh, yeah, he he just hammered that one down last night. And I think collectively, the NBA Twitter universe was like, yes, this is what we want more of. You know, it wasn't just hell. Yeah, that's when I knew I was rightly. Exactly. That's when I knew yeah. my hottish take was like, yeah. uh, you know, the Zion Williamson highlights aren't that great. There's some truth to it because a lot of there people was, are like, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So uh, now, now that he, you know, because he missed the last game too. So now I don't know. Maybe he wasn't 100 percent. Perhaps I don't know. But he, that that's as good as he's looked in terms of his movement. I think uh, that we've seen for a while. Anyway, like he just he looked like he was um, really really motivated to go out there last night and put on a show. Again, I think the Kings' defense helps, but still, you got to get up there and uh, and throw those hammers down, and he did. Yeah, and the Pels had lost five in a row, so that was probably a little bit of a Zion motivation. Mm. Uh, but when are teams just going to play Ben Simmons-like defense on him? Just not even try and guard his handle. Like, not even look at it, because he just shot every shot at the rim yesterday. And it's a regular season game. Maybe you don't want a refrigerator to the chest, and maybe that's a part of it. Maybe you just don't want to stand in front of that man as he gets to the lane. Uh, but he, he was... He just wanted it way more than everybody. There's a scramble on the floor. Uh, he grabbed it and uh, you know dunked it. Obviously, he was making catches. He was doing everything out there. Would it be too harsh to call you a loser of the weekend, Skeets? Why? Because because you are a man who said that Zion doesn't produce highlights. I was right. He hadn't. He hadn't oh. produced a dunk highlight on a guy until last night. He jumped over oh. Kuzma last season. You just oh. missed it. Oh, God. I, you called him out after 24 games. 24 games of him. I did. I watched every dunk from Zion's first <laughs> so did season. I. He jumped over Kuzma. And did I, you no, miss no, it? No, I said, I'm saying watch did the tape of when I made the take. I said those ones. I said yes. that. I said it didn't say he didn't have any. I said he had very few for what we expected. You mad. You mad. Holy. All right. No, you I'm can thank me. You, you can mad. thank me. Zion Williamson is obviously mad. watching our show. Finally Let's dunks re- on someone. Didn't lay it in. He couldn't you lay mad. it in. You mad. Man. That was a segment. Holy. That lay in, the highlights for that lay in, that was a segment brought to you by Lay's Chips. That's why that was a... 
Great. Yeah, whatever. Taco Ooh. Bell. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, I'm a winner because I started a fight on this, baby. Let's go back and re-record because I'm a winner of the weekend. It's good to start a scrap. Yeah. I can't believe that you didn't give a loser of the weekend, Lee, to the free throw shooting in Friday's mm. Mavs-Bucks game. thought you were a free throw uh, <laughs> champion. This was horrible. Giannis. Yeah, one for Giannis. The Bucks went 12 of 25. Giannis went one of 10 at the line. Yeah, I mean, Dallas went six of 13. Yeah. What's yeah, I mean, it's bad. It's bad. And uh, you know what? Emmanuel quickly, he's 21 for 22 on the season. So oh, Best free throw shooter of all time. Yeah, exactly. sounds like it. Exactly. So practice your free throws, kids. Uh, but yeah, Giannis, one for 10. That's, I mean, that's Crazy. just that's just awful. Oh, hello. I've got a visitor. Hello. Oh, what oh, we got there? Say hello to everybody. Hey, what's up? Oh. <laughs> nice. Now that's a free throw shooter right there. Yeah. What's your favorite game to play? Roblox. Oh, Roblox. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your favorite basketball team? The Wasps. Who? The Wasps. The Raptors. The Raps, yes. Look, he's got his Canada shirt on there. Yeah. There he is. What's going on? School's over, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing up here, by the way? Got my sock. You forgot your socks. Okay, I'll get you some socks. <laughs> yeah, you are in his room, Dad. Yeah. Okay, okay, here you go. Here, you take these socks. Okay. <laughs> Ask him what he thinks of Zion Williamson's uh, rookie highlights and if he dunked enough. Oh, no, he's gone. No? He's left okay. us, yeah. All right. Uh, okay, great. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to get that in there. Rough free throw shooting. Yeah, to see a guy go 1 of 10 yeah. at the line, a, net, a two-time MVP at that. I guess, like, Drummond's done it, right? Horford had done it once. Shaq must Shaq, Shaq must had done it close, a, yeah. uh, a couple times. Drummond, I think, had done it four times uh, that that uh, poorly uh, at the mm. free throw line with at least 10 attempts. That's, that's uh, nuts. But uh, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors Row or ride at home or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash nodunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash nodunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Well, guys, um, I'm going to nominate myself as a loser of the weekend. <laughs> and here's why. 
I love having tweet of the night on the weekend, as you know, because I had the entire weekend to come up with the perfect tweet. So this tweet that I found was literally five minutes after we posted the show on Friday from the Atlanta Hawks, but Trey brought it up and just threw it away. Like just, uh, it was, uh, you know, here's the Kevin Herter in, in his MLK. And then he didn't like the lighting. And then even this, uh, this, right. And then I even had uh, the Pope lined up uh, about the, the Jersey. So, you know, I, that's tweet of the night. <laughs> wow. Oh, my bad. My bad. That's all, right. That's all right. Still That's funny. Right. Well, we got to see the photos very quickly as you wrap it up. Well, you know, we've already gone over it. So, you know, I, I hate being redundant. But what about uh, we never uh, touched on the court, the uh, MLK court that uh, the, mm-hmm. that's being debuted. And uh, oh, yeah. so I just so randomly sick. I just cool. went and grabbed these real quick because I think this is gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah, this is I mean, uh, this is gonna be nice. Uh, Hawks always playing on MLK Day, I believe. I guess the Grizzlies do too. I think if yeah. I have that right. Um, that's a gorgeous court. Fun. It's it's great. Uh, Two thirty p.m. against mm. the Timberwolves, I think today. Yep, that's, uh, I won't yep. be turning, and I I haven't watched a single minute of basketball this season. But oh, that's wow. you know I don't have to. I have this this show. <laughs> I, I, everything I need to know. I JD, in uh, in the fifteen years of doing this show, how many minutes of basketball do you think you have watched in that time? Uh, over a hundred, I would. I would. <laughs> I still say. I still say the two most engaged shows I've ever seen you on was uh, with Peter. Uh, Peter Bakes and uh, Wendell Holland that were oh, both happened sure. in the last 12 months. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's a lock. Absolutely. All right, pick them results from Friday. I alluded to it. The Knicks, Cavs. Cavs, uh, well, the Knicks were favored by two and a half. Cavs got the victory, though. They came through for Tass and Trey, who had them. That moves Tass and Trey to 8-8. Eight and eight. My loss puts me to 8-8. Eight and eight. And Lee, you had the Knicks with me. Your New York Knickerbockers disappointed you on Friday night. You're 6-10. and 10. You're two games back. Uh, as we uh, hit the home stretch here for January, you don't want to be in last place in the pick 'em. Mm. Got to pay it off on the show. Something weird, something embarrassing, whatever. So, what's tonight's game, Tass, or today's game, I should say, as we have games on all day long? Well, I hinted at it earlier. The Milwaukee Bucks visiting the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. Ooh, baby. The Bucks quietly lead the Eastern Conference at 9 and 4. They kind of do it quietly every year, but especially now, snuck up on everybody. And the Brooklyn Nets may have Kyrie Irving. We may see the big threes. Questionable at the time of recording right now. Uh, But both those teams, the highest point differentials in the Eastern Conference. One of the reasons I think they are the best two squads. So looking forward to these two matching up in Brooklyn, who are getting two and a half points as the underdog. Mm. What do you guys have in this battle? You can start us off, Skeets. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. That's tough. That's tough. I will go against my better judgment. I'm going to go with the Nets. I'm going to take the Nets. Maybe this could be just a very, this could be a one-point victory. Let's hope, I'm hoping, I think I'm projecting here that we get a really close, entertaining game between the Bucks and the Nets. So I will take, I'll take those points, even though they're very little. Brooklyn, plus two and a half. Trey, what do you think? I'm going to go with the Bucks. They've been playing pretty well lately. Won seven of their last eight. And it feels like if there's somewhere you can beat the Nets, it's inside. Giannis still plays for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going with them as well because of that reason. Who's going to stop Giannis Tetkumpo at the rim? No. Put him on the free throw line. You might stop him. <laughs> oh, he's been working on it. He's, he's actually, like, like Lee Ellis just picked up his child. Apparently, Giannis Tetkumpo has had his wife carry his kid to the basketball court while he's shooting free throws. And if he misses, after after one shot, apparently his wife has to run up and down the court with their child in hand. So that punishment, <laughs> the empathy that he feels, makes him hit foul shots. So he's been working on it. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay, he's not harming the child anyway, no, Lee. Don't that. worry. He's no, Lee. His wife run laps by the sounds of it after he's missing free throws. No, he's barely shooting them. a career low at the line. Yeah. Not in practice. <laughs> mm, not in practice. He hasn't missed Lee. in practice. I guess. He's like Dwight Howard in practice. Uh, Lee, who do you got? Yeah, who you got, Lee? Lee. I, I, I would, I would pick the Bucks if it was against anyone apart from Kevin Durant. Uh, he mm. has just been. Um, He's just been so good, and I just feel that while Kevin Durant's out on the court, the Nets are, no matter what their defense says, 
he is still just the best player. So I'm picking the Nets tonight because of Kevin Durant. Oh boy, me and Lily, same pick again. <laughs> I don't like that for my chances. Uh, okay, we got the Nets plus two and a half. Tass and Trey taking Milwaukee. They got to win by three or more. Should be good. Games are starting at noon here on Monday on MLK Day. I think Magic Knicks tip off uh, at noon. And then there's, yeah, games on all day long. Couple on NBA TV. Triple header on TNT starting at 5. With a Suns-Grizzlies game. That's uh, very intriguing. That could be a lot of fun. Then Bucks nets And Warriors-Lakers is a nightcap. Not bad. Should be some good games. We'll recap them tomorrow. Before we go here, just want to send our best to Karis LeVert. Uh, who we learned is going to be out indefinitely after an MRI revealed a small mass on his left kidney during a physical prior to finalizing that four-team trade. So, uh, you know, we're waiting for details on it, but fortunately this was caught now and obviously not later. So who knows, if he wasn't part of this trade and doesn't have this physical, you know, how long does it go undiscovered and does it get worse? It's a possibility, but uh, they caught it and uh, we're sending our best to him. He's out indefinitely, of course, for the Pacers right now, but... uh, We'll learn more, I'm sure, in in the coming days and maybe weeks. All right, guys, that's it for us. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to YouTube, to the No Dunks podcast. Go get your gear, nodunks.com, and subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash nodunks, so they know we sent you $3.99 a month. That's it right now. All right, stay safe today. Be a good person. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Hey, thanks for joining us. And remember, we'll be here tomorrow. Embrace the day, people. Peace.